Welcome to Pawtastic Friends, the Paw Talk. In this podcast, we visit with Pawtastic Friends founder Michael and Melissa Novelli about their passion around providing enrichment training for rescue dogs. We'll tell the stories of Pawtastic Friends through their work with rescue dogs. There are some heartwarming stories. There are some heartbreaking stories. But I know you'll enjoy this podcast, Pawtastic Friends, The Paw Talk. Today we take up Mishy, Mabel, and Queen. Hello everyone, this is Tom Fox, back again with Michael and Melissa Novelli for the award-winning Pawtastic Friends, The Paw Talk. Hey guys. Hey Tom. Hi Tom. All right, so who do we have up to talk about today? We can start with Michi. Michi is available for adoption. She is an amazing shepherd who is so smart. She's eager to learn. She's lovable. She loves nose work. She is just a working dog. She wants a job and she wants to do her job the best that she can do. She's a volunteer favorite, walks great on a leash. She's inquisitive. She's beautiful. Like I said, smart. I can't say smart enough. And she would make a fantastic home. She was just here an hour ago for training and I'm covered by a little shepherd here because she's a leaner and she gives kisses. And when I was little, I was like, oh, German shepherds, but she is a sweetheart, as Melissa said. Great dog, gonna make a great family member. Melissa, you said something about her I've not heard you say before, which is she wants to work and she wants to be a working dog. Could you tell us what you meant by that a little bit? So when she comes here, she wants to get right to work. It's all work for her. Um, she loves to do exercises that um, stimulate her mind. She loves to exercise her mind, not only just her body. And she's just, she's so intelligent. She just wants to soak up all of the, all of the knowledge that trainer Melissa is giving her. <laughs> and she just soaks it up like a sponge. <laughs> yeah. And she comes here on Wednesdays for nose work too. And she just, she crushes it. She loves it. So, Michael, let me pick up on something you touched on, uh, which is something I'm pretty passionate about, and that's big dogs. Uh, some people are reluctant or some people feel like big dogs aren't um, good adoptable dogs. I'm completely the, diff the opposite. I want to be knocked down when I open that back door. Uh, but tell us about big dogs and why they can be just the perfect dog for the right home. They're good for hugging because there's a lot of them to hug, which is great. I was always into big dogs. We had golden retrievers before, and we've had pit bulls and Weimaraner mixes, and every dog that comes here, the big dogs, they're just, there's so much more of them to love and for them to give you. People love the big dogs. Some people like little dogs. We like big dogs. Like yourself, I know you have big dogs. And what do you like about your big dogs besides getting knocked down? I, I just standing up, petting her. And then when I get down on the floor with her, she's yeah. usually, if I'm sitting, she's right at my face level. That's so good. Yeah. And the thing that struck me the most is, and, and we have a shepherd lab mix and she, her two sisters are much smaller and she's able, she knows intuitively how hard to play with them. Like she can put her head over, literally she can put her jaws over their head and never bite down. And she can give them a nip, and it's always just a nip. It's not a bite. Yeah. And she knows exactly how far to go and 
what would be too rough for them or would hurt them. And I'm just continually amazed that she's just got that kind of innate knowledge and she knows how to play. Yeah, we, the big dog. We I've always had big dogs. Love them. We, we have a lot. Uh, okay, so next we up we've got Mabel. So Mabel, she is an incredible shepherd. Today we wanted to make it shepherd podcast, with the exception of our adoption success. So Mabel is actually in boarding, and the rescue reached out to get her into the program. The first day Melissa met her, who trains her, she said, oh my gosh, she is amazing. That being said, with each session with not only Melissa, but the trainers that train here, with each session, it helps them build a solid foundation of skills to prepare them. So when that special hero comes along and adopts them, they're ready to go and it's successful. So with Mabel, each week when I get the pictures and the videos, I see new, new, new victories for her. And with any of the dogs that come to the program, some of the victories are small, and then the small big victories lead to the big victory. It's just really amazing to watch. She also is building confidence. Like I said, she's in boarding, so when she comes here, she's ready to go. And we always have time to have fun. So a lot of the learning that's incorporated into their sessions is through learning games that the trainers come up with, which makes it not only just schoolwork, but a little recess as well. It just, I don't, I just love them all. What was great about Mabel too, is I went into the uh, agility area with her. I'm like, oh, it's a big dog. And oh, she likes everybody. So I sat on one of the training platforms and she just nuzzled right in for pets. And then I stopped and we actually have an idea. And she nuzzled right back in again. She just wants love. Another big dog. <laughs> So that's let me let me pick up on something you said, Melissa, which is that within the the context of overall training or skills, it's building blocks. Could you explain a little bit about that? How do you start a dog, and then how can they graduate or move on to more sophisticated or more involved training? For us, we have wonderful, talented trainers that not only know the training aspect but they have a lot of heart in there. I rely on the valuation that the trainer gives to me. So when they assess the dog and they come for the initial first session, it's a lot of learning. So we could see, okay, the dog's a little timid. The dogs might love agility. The dog might need to trust people. So based on that initial assessment from the trainers, they put together a plan of what's going to be the most effective exercises to help them overcome any obstacles with also building skills. That's what I love most is because the trainers, yes, they're talented and they know how to train, but really the passion behind the training is really what makes the program shine because we want to do whatever we can to set these dogs up for success. We want to build a resume. Some of them have become canine good citizens. Some of them have been trick dogs and certified with the AKC. So we really want to 
build a resume. So when that potential adopter comes along and they see, oh, they know this, it's almost like a, a selling point if you're going for a job interview. But we want to give them every chance that they can to be the very best version of themselves. And that's why we're so proud of the trainers and all that they have done to enrich the lives of all the dogs that pass through here. Are there or is there a sort of an ideal family for Mabel or is there, should she be with other dogs? Should she be by herself with her forever human friends? How would you think about that? I think both Michi and Mabel would do great with an active family where they can get out, explore, go on walks, really keep the stimulation of the mind going. I know Michi, no cats for Michi. I don't know about Mabel. I'm not, sure. I'm not sure, but we always like to encourage a proper meet and greet with a potential furry sibling just to assure that they're set up for success. And that's another thing that's great about the program is because when the dogs start to get into their routine of their family life, if they need a session to acclimate or two sessions to acclimate, we're always there because once they're a Potastic Friends dog, they always are. And it just basically were their support. So we got them, whether it's today when they're at the training center or down the line when they're in the home, we always got them. You said something else I heard for the first time, Melissa, and you said it about walking dogs. And I think you said it stimulates their mind. If I got that, could you explain why it's so important to walk dogs? Because most people think it's just so they can go to the bathroom. Yeah, I actually, I just came from three and a half hours of walking boarding dogs today. So I just came from our boarding buddies program. And when those dogs come out, it's not just to go to the bathroom. It gives them a chance to go and sniff and smell different smells, experience different sounds, explore. And that time that they're out with the volunteers is so important because it enriches, gives them a chance to do a little nose work. It gives them a little chance, like I said, to explore and hear different sounds and see cars and see things. And it gives them a little exposure to the outside environment, a break from their kennel, and a chance to really experience a little realistic life. Okay, who is our successful adoptee and what number are they? That's a good question. And I do the posters. I know. Yeah. Queen. <laughs> yeah, she was. She was. She, she remembers. Yeah, because we just did number 653. Queen came with some fantastic people, Brian and Jan Jorgensen. Tell the story of and, how well, Queen came let, in. Let me start this whole deal here. She <laughs> loves to talk. Can you tell? Queen was with Brian and Jan Jorgensen, and I'll let the speaker here go for it. So Queen's story was a sad story. Queen was rescued. She was abandoned in a dog park, and she had wounds on her body. And her tail needed to be amputated. And she went into rescue. And the family who fostered and stepped up to foster her and take them under her wing like Michael said, was Jan and Brian. And they are 
A++ Gems. They got her to training here every week. And Melissa did the initial assessment and she was a little shy. And you could tell she had been through a rough patch. But each week that they came and Jan worked with her and cheerleaded her on and helped her on and on. And they um, brought her to group classes. They gave her every opportunity so that she could be her very best. And Queen was an absolute gem. She was a volunteer favorite. Everybody knew Queen because she was pure royalty from the day Brian and Jan took her under their wing. And um, Is she blonde too? <laughs> no, not blonde. not blonde. Black and white. But with Melissa's kind guidance and and Jan's dedication and compassion and commitment. We have some phenomenal fosters that come in here. And if it wasn't for them, getting the dogs to training and getting them like, I don't know why I'm like so emotional today, but getting them to training and doing homework at home. If it wasn't for them, a lot of these dogs would not find success. Brian and Jan gave Queen every opportunity she could. And then I got to see Jan come in and drop some stuff off. And she said, Melissa, I got a little secret. I said, what's that? She goes, you can't say anything. And I'm thinking, oh, I'm the worst person to tell that. No, not really. I can hold secrets. She holds so, secrets. Trust so, me. so she said, I don't want to announce it until the appreciation party, but Queen is already home. Can I take her poster off the wall? And of course, I'm in tears because that's what I do. And I said, no, let's leave the poster up. We don't want to give it away. And we had our appreciation party. So her and I had planned and we wanted to surprise her trainer, Melissa and Michael. And the whole center just cheered on because everybody had been following Queen's story. And... It was a happy ending. She was already home. And in fact, they sent me a picture this morning while she was enjoying morning coffee with her mom. So. That's great. We're recording this in January, and this is our first recording for 2024. And before we get to our sort of tip of the podcast, I wanted to ask, as I recall in December, you were entered into the Christmas Reef competition again. Can you tell us what happened in 2023? Well, 2023, we went to the award ceremony and our wreath hung in the Orleans Casino. And when they did the drum roll and announced the winners, we won first place for in-person voting. At the Orleans, out of five, At other, the Orleans. five other nonprofits. Yeah. And then when they announced the overall out of all 35 charities that competed, which were fantastic charities in our community, and it was an honor to even be a part of all these great charities. And then all of a sudden they announced in first place out of all 35 charities with over 4,000 votes, fantastic friends. And we just went wild. Two years in a row, we won at the casino and we won overall in Las Vegas, thanks to all our supporters. Yeah, and thanks to our creative team yeah, that creative brought team. the wreath alive. Tell us what Pawtastic Friends received for winning this award in 2023. We got to keep the wreath that will be hanging 
in the in the center. So we got to keep the wreath, which we were really happy about. And for the in-person voting, we won $3,000. And for the overall, out of all charities, we won an additional $2,500. So it was a total of $5,500. And we're going to make really good use of that. So, Michael, I'm going to direct the next one to you. You had a uh, a donor step up and put a challenge to the friends of Potastic Friends around donations in January. Can you tell us about that? And did you reach your goal? Absolutely. Yes. Eric Roy, he's been a supporter of Potastic Friends for a long time. Right when we got in here, he came and toured and he checked out the facility. He wanted to be involved and he's a monthly donor. And what he did for January is he wanted to match all donations up to $5,000. We crushed that $5,000 goal like by the 18th of January. So thanks to Eric Roy Law here in Las Vegas, we've got an extra 5000 from him and all our supporters. So he matched the donations up to the $5,000 limit? That's mm-hmm. correct. Yeah, That's great. Yeah. You've got some great friends out there and some great donors, and I wanted to acknowledge them and the, the Wreath Award. We're going to now move to our sort of tip, and we've got a pretty big romantic holiday coming up, of, especially for Las Vegas, for Valentine's Day. And what's, ooh, little romance here on screen. Those Chicago girls, you just can't keep them away, can you? Tell us about your tip for Valentine's. Get your dogs flowers and toys, no chocolate. Chocolate will cripple and kill your dog. It's- we've, we talked about that before, but we felt, all felt like it was so important to reemphasize no yeah. chocolate for dogs, even crumbs, chips off a chocolate chip cookie, anything chocolate. Yeah. Mike's. Michael's absolutely right. Flowers and toys, treats, whatever it might be, but just no chocolate, guys. Yeah, and people should really Google what they can feed their dogs and what they can. There's certain foods that dogs just can't have besides chocolates. Google's out there for everybody. Make sure before you're throwing something to your dog that it's not going to make them sick or kill them because there's a lot of things that will. We want our dogs with us. Well, guys, uh, we unfortunately are the end of this episode, but uh, our listeners... Uh, if they wanted more information on Potastic Friends, where it's the best place for them to go? They can go right to our website. It's PotasticFriends.com. They can check out all the videos of all the dogs that are in training on our Facebook page, Potastic Friends. Also on Instagram, Potastic Friends LV. We need corporate sponsors, individual sponsors. It's a 5,000 square foot building. We need some help and assistance from dog lovers and animal lovers. Guys, thanks again. I look forward to visiting with you for our next episode. Thanks, Thanks, Tom, as always. All right. Can we do do something again? This is Tom Fox again. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of The Paw Talk. I hope you will consider a donation to Pawtastic Friends. We've linked to their donation site in the show notes. Also, vote for their wreath on Wreaths of Hope. If you go to the Pawtastic Friends website. The voting site will pop up. And once again, I've linked to it. The Pawtastic Friends, the Paw Talk podcast is a special production of the Compliance Podcast Network.